when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps, I am uber excited. I have an incredible guest today. His name is Dan Giordano. Now, don't think about pizza the whole time. That's what I'm doing, really. But no, Dan is a, um, a businessman and a media expert and somebody that helps you scale your business. And he's with a company called All In Media. So Dan, how are you doing, man? I'm doing fantastic, you know, enjoying the uh, crazy times in our world, you know, just and having fun with family these days. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's it's nice that things are starting to open up, and uh, I might even be able to go out to Giordano's and have a pizza one of these days. I mean, it could be somebody who's in a line of clothing from Asia. That's another Giordano's that's out there. But really, you are somebody that helps people get their businesses up to snuff, to scale, to grow, and do the kind of things that you know all of us would love to do. I think we all get stuck one way, shape, or form. But before we get into that, I want to find out a little bit about your backstory. So tell my audience, how did you go from hanging from large metal objects to hanging with Ryan Levesque, the author of Ask? So I, I, you know, what's fascinating to me is when I look back at my journey, you know, I grew up in a, in a traditional middle-class American family and in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. And my father always had a side business, right? And that side business was in the painting industry. So he used to always drag me out of bed from the time I was little. So it's how I got introduced into the painting industry. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately when I graduated high school, I decided to go to college. And one of the fascinating things there that happened was three years in, I don't know why I just asked a question. And the question was this to the tax accounting professor, professor uh, hey, um, how much can I make as an accountant? And he looked at me and he told me the number. And I looked at him, I was like, I make that now as a painting contractor. Why am I doing this? And I started questioning like what path I was on. Why was I doing the things I was doing? And it ultimately led me down to leaving college and going and, you know, I wound up getting the job where I was actually hanging from you know, metal structures, um, you know, and, uh, you know, doing bridges and tanks and stuff like that, uh, just to kind of figure out what I was going to do next. And so how did that lead you then? I mean, how'd you get involved in media and stuff like that? I mean, painting is one thing, accounting is another, but, you know, media and and placement and and the kind of things that Ryan's involved in. How'd you meet him? Yeah. So, um, Yes, yeah, so a great. There's a there's a long story there of how that led to that, but what it what it always boiled down to is I had a great marketing professor in high school um, that he was actually a professor at a college and taught accounting and marketing in our school, and he always taught me about differentiation and and doing things uh, you know differently than the normal person, and it always stuck with me. So when I had started my first company, it was in Victorian restoration, historic restoration, um, and did that for many years. Became you know 
fairly successful at a very young age with that business, um, 20, you know, almost 25 employees uh, and uh, ran that for many years. But one of the interesting things to me was I got introduced to the world of personal development through network marketing back in 1995. And um, I wasn't looking for another opportunity. I was making great money. Um, I was looking for freedom, right? And I wasn't really sure what that looked like, um, but that was my introduction into personal growth and uh, just expanding my mindset to think that there might be something else out there that I could do. From there, that led to um, me ultimately winding up in the, you know, in the training and, and uh, education space back in 1999, I made one decision. That decision was that I was going to be a dad that got to be home with my first child um, and wasn't sure what that looked like. And I was going to get out of the business and, you know, uh, start to figure some things out uh, and fell into the world of affiliate marketing, internet marketing, um, and just always came up with creative ways to be able to get, you know, generate leads and be able to create, you know, eventual income and replace my income from my traditional business. Um, and then through that, you never know, you know, I, I'm the type of person that literally still talk to people from 20, 30 years ago um, that may have been clients in, in one way, facet or another. And one of the um, calls that I got about six years ago uh, was, uh, hey, um, Ryan needs you know somebody like you on the team to support with the sales side for his high ticket mastermind. And, and I was like, yeah, that's not me. I don't do that. Right. Um, and Ultimately, they twisted my arm, and uh, you know it's been it's been an amazing experience because of you know the impact that it's having in people's lives, um, and it's one thing that I really enjoy doing, and didn't realize I was even actually good at it. You know, but obviously, you know, doing the reps of of thousands of calls now over the years, uh, you get a little you know a little better at things as you continue to do them. Right. Yeah, practice makes perfect, especially when hanging from something. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously that opportunity fell into your lap. You didn't fall into Ryan's. Um, but one of the things that you do is is have conversations with people that are trying to figure out how to scale their business. And you mentioned something up front about, you know, you getting in the frame of mind to talk with these people and, and start the conversation. So how do they find you? How do you find them? And, and when you prep for this, what's the frame of mind that you're thinking about? Yeah, great question. So I, I um, basically, I take every uh, conversation as a um, an opportunity to excel and, and help that person. And I literally, you know, you hear this in the sales world and any trainings that you may have done or any person that's helped you with you being able to increase your sales um, and scale your business. But you usually hear, you know, don't attach yourself to the outcome, right? And for the longest time, I would struggle with that because I was like, well, the outcome's obvious. Like I need to, you know, obviously create revenue, right? Um, but what I started to realize is like, it's just a numbers game, right? And uh, the more I let go of that and the more I had just come to that conversation of, you know, how can I actually support this person, um, whether they become a client or not, and are they the right fit for, you know, what I'm looking to do uh, or what they're looking to do, can I really help them, right? And that one, that one shift for me alone years ago just took off the pressure of like trying to sell, you know, and close. And I, you know, always tell people I am not a hardcore closer. I'm kind of timid and laid back and, and uh, you know, don't push people into things that they don't belong in because um, I really want what's best for them as well. And I really don't want to deal with, you know, if anyone, you know, listening to this, you, you probably have uh, whatever product or service you, you offer, you probably have had clients that you wished were not, right? <laughs> and that's usually because they were sold something they shouldn't have been sold, right? 
Absolutely. And I, you know, I've run into that and, and actually have gotten into the mindset of I'll talk to anybody. I'll give them something of value. But immediately what I'm doing is I'm kind of pre-qualifying them. I, I now know in my business there are certain things, there, there are certain attributes that they need to have in order for me to be successful for them. So what are some of the ways that you define those qualifications when you're talking to somebody? Yeah, so a couple of things I do there uh, are one, uh, I th- you know, this is the biggest one, right? The biggest one for me is, are they likable? Is it somebody I would want to work with, right? Um, and, um, you know, of course, not everybody reveals their true colors in one conversation, right? So sometimes you you might be off, but I think I've had a little bit of intuition now after doing so many of these calls that I can tell if it's somebody that I would want to work with. Um, then the, um, uh, you know, the other side of it, I, I tend to not look at the financial question. Yes, I want them to be able to afford, obviously, you know, the advertising and the media and the stuff that they're going to be doing, and they already are doing it at some level before they get to me. Um, but one of the things that I really look for is, you know, um, you know, is it, you know, are they really driven to build something bigger than where they're at, or are they comfortable? You know, what's their their level of commitment to what they say they want? You know, listening to the language of what they're saying. You know, because if they've tried a bunch of things and they've jumped from agency to agency trying to figure things out, um, I mean, that's that's good that they're trying different things. But there's probably a pattern there that I'll look for and say, okay, well, you know, based on what you're sharing with me, this may not be a fit um, because you know I'm I'm seeing something here, right? And I really just try and make sure that that person um, is somebody that that I can genuinely help authentically and and help them take the next step, whatever that is for them, based on where they're at in their business. And, you know, that criteria obviously is the, you know, they, they have to have obviously the resources, but are they committed you know, do they have a clear, you know, a clear plan? Are they already spending money on advertising? You know, there's these, there's these little checklists that I'll go through to say, okay, you know, you're not going to make $10 million with a $35 a day ad spend, right? Mm-hmm. Just isn't going to happen, right? It's like, um, it's pie in the sky, right? So we, we need to be realistic. And one of the things that I've defined in my business is I have a, you know, a formula. It basically, what I do is I look at the company and say, okay, based on what we're doing, can I get them a 3x investment return? In other words, I'd like to get them 10, 15, even further, but at least a 3x, there's a point where they can grow it into bigger things. If there's not a way to get to that point, you know, from the products they're selling, the industry they're in, then I know immediately they're not going to fit my program, which means you know, I can recommend somebody else to them. I can help them solve some problems, but it's not going to be, you know, something I want to take on. So how do you define an ideal fit in your world? Um, an ideal fit is obviously the margins have to be decent on the product or services that they have, you know, uh, that they're offering um, uh, to be able to cover, you know, obviously the the investment in, you know, what they're doing ad-wise and, you know, with their ad spend and, you know, the investment to bring on a team uh, to be able to support them. So, and also just like what you shared, like, you know, if we can't at least at the very least double what they're currently doing um, and more, more importantly, the goal is to obviously make it significantly. Most of the people that come to us, uh, you know, are focused on uh, wanting to scale and hit beyond, you know, that, that, multi-million dollar uh, uh, mark. Um, and, you know, they have some systems in place, they have a team. So I'm looking for like, okay, what do they have in place that's working for them? Um, and, you know, how can we leverage, you know, and, and pull some of the, you know, 
uh, pull you know, push some of the buttons that we know can help move the needle, right? And and really, that's you know one of the biggest pieces. But really, the you know the the one thing is uh, the margins uh, mm-hmm. on a product. You know, unfortunately, a lot of times people get involved in certain things, and you know the margins are too thin. Um, and you know that's not really my ideal client, right? To work with somebody that's that you know that tight. Um, you know, they they need to have you know some level of of uh, of uh, you know, say significant, but, it, but at least being able to, uh, you know, have that movement in there and have that room. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think first and foremost, you know that they've already invested in certain things and they understand the concept of ROI. I mean, that's one of the biggest things is they know their numbers. They know their, you know, like you said, their margins and things like that. So how do you get to the point where you say, okay, I think you're a good fit. I think we're a good fit. What are the, what are the next steps that you ask them to take? Yeah. So once somebody is clearly defined as a next step, um, what, what I'll normally do, depending on, again, the personality of, of this person, because sometimes, you know, er- everyone makes decisions differently, right? Some are let's go, you know, and ready to go right now. And others are, hey, I need a little bit more information. Um, so if it's the latter, what we'll do is we'll move into what I call a more of a, a, a mini data call. And we'll dive into some of the analytics, some of the traffic sources to really get a better understanding and give them some insights of where they're at. Because what I do find, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, I'm sure you have being in the industry, uh, a lot of people don't know their numbers, right? right? Um, or they, you know, they don't have a deep understanding of how, you know, how these numbers work. And then they wonder why, um, you know, hey, I spent uh, 120000 last month on on ad spend and um, negative, right? <laughs> like, right. why, right? Yeah, so. Well, a lot of that comes from, and, and that's what I wrote my last book, Toilet Paper Math, about is they're hidden from the real numbers. They're only given the glamour ones. You know, hey, look at all this increased traffic that you're getting, but they're not going to the right place and actually purchasing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, you know, having the right, the right data, the right metrics, right. And really understanding, you know, where your traffic sources are coming from, what's actually converting um, and, you know, really having a, a, a tight mapped out uh, process and system in place so that you're not just, you know, throwing money out there and saying, Hey, it's converting. I'm making money. Um, and, you know, unfortunately a lot of people, especially people that are just starting online businesses, like I've talked to many people the past several months, um, that literally, you know, obviously based on the world circumstances, started doing stuff online because they were forced to. Um, and they happen to make decent money in the e-commerce world, right? Doing what they're doing, but they're not business people, right? So they don't have some of the basic understandings of, you know, some of these metrics they need to be looking for. Awesome. And, and that is, um, you know, that's one of the things is we all have these dreams, And we want to, you know, we can imagine ourselves doing great things, but, you know, there are some key indicators that people need to have a better understanding of. And business unto itself is fairly easy. If you have a dollar and you can turn that $1 into $3, then you have a business. If you turn $1 into 50 cents, then you have a hobby. And, um, you know, sometimes that escapes people because, you know, all of the layers of complexity of systems and funnels and, you know, ad spends and people and all the stuff that goes with it. But you told me a story about a kid from Chicago who ended up coming to one of your conferences and ended up actually seeing something work for him. Can you kind of revisit that for my audience? 
Sure. Yeah. So, so um, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the the conversation that I had with myself when I took the role of you know with Ryan um, and working with Ryan Levesque, one of the one of the things that I didn't realize was the power and impact and ripple effect that that I had the ability to create for people. Um, you know, I've always been impact driven. I've always been focused, you know, heart centered, just really want to making, making a difference in people's lives. Um, but this story specifically with a young man named Jamal in Chicago, um, just kind of always, you know, just, it's been a driving force for me to come back to, um, and realizing that sometimes people don't see the opportunity that's in front of them. Um, and, I can help them uncover, is this really something that you're committed to and, and help you get where you want to go? And with him specifically, um, there was an opportunity to enroll in a coaching program. And he um, said, I don't have the money. I can't afford it. You know, all the things that, that you know, the normal objections you would get in sales. Um, and everyone on the team had told me he can't afford it. He doesn't make enough money. Um, and I just said, you know, there's something this kid has that I can just see it in him. He's driven. He's got that fire. He's impact focused. He wants to make a difference in people's lives. And, and, you know, I got to have a conversation with him that helped him make the decision to put a deposit down and move forward. And from there, you know, he figured it out. Right. And he said to me, he's like, I have no idea how I'm going to do this, but I understand what you're talking about. And I told him, I said, if you're committed to this, the money will show up. It's never, the obstacle is never that, you know, the challenge is never that you don't have the money. Right. It's like, yes, it might be a temporary situation, but you can figure that piece out. And, you know, within five short months, he went on and, uh, you know, did significant numbers over half a million dollars every year since seven figures. And, you know, I ran into him at an event uh, shortly after, you know, that first uh, five months and came up, run into me, you know, uh, give me a big hug. Thank you. You know, you changed my life. And when I looked at him, I was like, well, I didn't do all the work. And he's like, well, you got me here. Like, you know, you saw something I didn't see and I wouldn't have never, I would have never made this decision. I still would have been spinning my wheels. Right. So, so the impact that we have as, you know, whether you, you know, I don't, I don't consider myself a salesperson. Um, I just consider myself someone that actually, you know, really actually genuinely wants to help people take the next step and live a better life. Um, and, you know, this is just one piece of what I get to do every day, you know, having those conversations with people all over the world. Hey, Dan, great story. And it really kind of solidifies the fact that you know, if you're focused on other people's success, you can gain success yourself, especially when it comes to sales and marketing and things of that nature. I'm sure my audience is going to want to learn more. So what is the best way for them to do that? The best way to do that is to you. Uh, you can do it one of two ways. One is to hit me up on LinkedIn. And we'll connect there. Um, or you can go directly to my site at DanielGiordano.com. And there's resources and the ability to book a call directly with me if you want to have a conversation. Always willing to support. Awesome. Well, Dan, thanks so much, man, for coming on and dropping some sizzling hot bacon knowledge bombs on my peeps. And man, it's been a pleasure to get to know you. Thank you for the opportunity to be on your show. It was a pleasure you having it was a pleasure having you on mine. And I look forward to connecting up in the future soon. Well, thank you for having me here, Brian. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>